good, fam? It's Tuesdays with Tawana. What's going on? Happy Tuesday. This is Dr. Tad, your host and your curator for Tuesdays with Tawana, where we build community one womanist episode at a time where we center black women, black experiences, black beloveds for liberation, for love, for community building, for forgiveness, for compassion, for empathy, for joy, for celebration, all of the things, all of the feels. So we are here today. Um, Thank you for joining. Thank you for continuing to rock with me on Tuesdays. Quick disclaimer, you know, this is Tuesdays with Tawana. This is Dr. Tad. I'm involved with 50 million things. I am I am the executive director for uh, Soul to Soul Sisters. I am the CEO for Dr. Tad Enterprises. I serve on the board with Stomp Out Breast Cancer. I am a part of the Patient Co-Creation Council with Genentech. All of that is great. All of that is wonderful. All of that is for community building. But this space is all about Dr. Tad. No affiliation to any of the aforementioned organizations that I have mentioned. So that is my disclaimer. Because today we're going to have some communal conversation about accountability. If you notice, I spelled accountability just a little different. Account-ability. What's good, Tanisha? Glad to see you on today as always. And you are just looking extra beautiful. You've always been beautiful, but I love the color of the locks. Love that you're back online doing your, your makeup. Mother Carolyn, always good to see you, my mother, my mentor, my friend, um, the one who constantly makes me laugh. Um, yeah, if y'all have an opportunity to get to know Mother Carolyn, she will truly bring joy into your world. And I have a special guest behind the scenes. My brother is here, my brother Larry. So if you don't see him on the screen or in the comments, it's because he's sitting right here next to me. He was like, I want to see my sister live and in action. So I am so grateful to be with my brother Larry on today. That is my ride or die. He's always encouraging, always supportive, and we just rock together. That's what we do. That's what we do. So, so this episode, I'm really going to need a, a bit of um, dialogue through the comments. If you're here for the first time, welcome. And the way you can engage is by putting your comment and uh, I will then read your comment to insert it into this narrative. Uh, but today we're going to talk about a topic that I find to be very challenging, particularly in um, the Black community and with my Black beloveds, um, accountability. 
And what does that look like? What does that feel like? What does that smell like? How do we respond? How do we, you know, manifest that? How do we do it in a way that is forgiving and loving? How do we do it in a way where we're owning our own stuff, right? And being able to learn from accountability. Um, so I need you to add your comments and to kind of help me work through this thing called accountability. Um, I have noticed that, uh, hey, Amber, so good to see you. Perfect. I got some scholars on the line and some big time folk on the line to help me work through this accountability stuff, right? So, so let's talk about a little bit about accountability. So, um, you know, first let me just name, I am just so frustrated with a lot that's going on in, in our world. Um, it's specifically in this nation. Um, if it's not one thing, it's another. They are trying to erase us once again from history because of their own shame and th their own stuff. And they don't want to be accountable because they don't have the ability to account for the dehumanization, the enslavement, the disrespect, um, dehumanizing ways that they, those of power, those of white supremacist thought, those of racist thoughts, those uh, with capitalistic ways, don't have the ability to be accountable for the things that either they have done personally or has happened in their lineage. And this whole this half an hour together is definitely not going to be just focusing on white people, or white supremacist culture, or white supremacist thought. Um, but it's going to be about how do we hold ourselves and have the ability to account for the things that we do and the outcomes that produce that are counterproductive to building community. How do we build community? A part of that is being accountable for who we are, how we show up in the world, how we honor and respect another, even if we have different views, even if we uh, don't, we, we agree to disagree, there should be some semblance or some form of opening our minds outside of our own experience and our own context to be able to know who I am and how I show up in the world and how it adds value when I am in communication with others who, who add value in a different way. Or even if it's not adding value per se, there is always an opportunity to learn from um, any mistakes, mishaps, um, shortcomings, ignorance. We can learn from those things and turn those things around to make them um, added value to our livelihood and our community and our building of 
community. And I struggle with the lack of ability to account for those actions, to account for the things that we do or say that then causes harm to someone else. And not only does it cause harm, but some do not have the ability to own that harm, to account for it, and to be able to say, that was not my intention, or because of my ignorance, because of my lack of understanding, because of my um, uh, individualistic ways that I've learned from white supremacy and from from uh, white power and capitalism and and racism and all of that, I began to carry and hold on to that stuff. So how do I then um, hold myself accountable so that we can build community together? Let me give you an example. So we know that we have just experienced um, a, a horrific uh, journey with Carly, right? The the beloved who uh, claimed that she was uh, kidnapped and went through, you know, had all of us. I mean, because of our response, the media then responded. Please be clear that you know that there are so many black and brown and indigenous beloveds who are missing um, and who will never get press, who will never um, get their name mentioned in a newspaper or in community. And because of our response, uh, people responded very quickly. And it turned out that Carly, whatever she was going through, um, um, ended up fabricating the whole experience. Now, let me just name a few feels because I need to be accountable for how I am feeling and not only how I am feeling, but making sure that my feelings aren't just projected out into the world because I dare not dehumanize or demean another black woman. Even though I am disappointed, I am frustrated because we finally got some light shed on this epidemic that's happening with our black beloveds and then this happens and we're like damn we just can't get it right now everyone is going to say you know now of course you know those the powers that be are going to lump us into this one category and say you know they are not truthful i don't believe them it's hard enough for folk um to believe black women and now this happens. So let's just name our frustration. We don't have to push our frustration to the side, but what I do offer to you today is watch what we say because we don't know Carly, we weren't there. We don't know what she is going through. Mental health and the challenges with mental health is real. Drug use is real. Um, Family challenges and all of that is real and we don't know. So in order for us to be accountable, we must have the facts and must know um, facts and know 
um, that we can make informed decisions before we say anything. I would never silence anyone. Your opinion is your opinion. Your thoughts are your thoughts. Your feelings are your feelings. You have the right to feel all of that. And what I encourage you today is when we are accountable for those feelings, meaning we have the ability to account for why we are feeling the way we feel, and then how does that manifest in words? How does that manifest healing? How does that manifest forgiveness? How does that manifest community? How does that manifest support? How does that manifest not conforming to racism and white supremacy where we are dehumanizing and demeaning a woman that clearly decided to do what she did and it caused harm to hundreds and thousands and millions of people who were supporting her and fearful of her life because we know that the uh, kidnapping and sex trafficking and all of that is real. Let's see what Tanisha um, has to say. Uh, this, this. Not just um, our not-so-melanated counterpart not believing us, but now getting our own people to come together is going to be hard. Nonetheless, my prayer was not wasted. I may be frustrated, but the fallout is her cross to carry. Tony, well said. Well said. The fallout is hers to carry. So whether it's her family coming together to get her the help that she needs, if there were any laws broken, I, I know that we have enough black and brown, we have more than enough black and brown people who are incarcerated, who are incarcerated for fair jumping or for spitting on the ground and they can't afford the $200 bail and they've been sitting in jail for a year. We learned that with Khalif. We learned that with so many other of um, our beloveds who were unjustly incarcerated. So incarceration may not be the answer for her healing and for her well-being, but something there, accountability. Carly may not have the ability to account for what she did because of whatever is going on in her world, but it's going to take community to bring her to that point so that one, this doesn't happen again, two, that she gets the help that she needs, and three, she does not cause further harm to her family or to her beloved community. That was her ride or die. That was, was her brother who sent out messages, her boyfriend who sent out messages, her mom who said, you know, when she came back, she was disheveled and something happened. And so she was just supporting and believing her daughter. Whether you agree or not, believing her daughter and giving her the support that she needed. So there is a certain type of ability that we have an opportunity to acquire. We have a certain, um, we have an opportunity to learn how do we have the ability to be, a, to account for the things that we do or say 
individually, collectively, communally, spiritually, emotionally, physically? How do we account for those things? So let's go to part two of the conversation. So now if I am in a situation where someone has caused me harm, how do I then have the ability to hold to account the other person who has caused harm? Now, there are several answers, if you will, to this, because sometimes people don't want help. They want to cause harm. They want to... Yeah, I'm always trying not to curse on these things, right? I, you know, so I'm really trying to get through this episode without cursing, okay? Okay. So some people just don't care, and they want to poop on other people. They just don't care. They care about themselves and what can they get out of it, and they don't care who it hurts. So I have an opportunity to discern, and we talked about discernment last time. I have an opportunity to discern, is this my cross to bear? Is this something that I need to carry or do I need to walk away from my own peace and my own well-being? Let that person have the lack of accountability, but I have the ability to count to account for my own feelings, my healing, my well-being so that I can continue to build community, continue to love, continue to feel to, to continue to, to grow and to continue to be a part of community. Then there's another piece. It is very difficult at times to hold our black beloveds accountable because there is so much going on with us in the world. How can I hold someone accountable for what they have done or what they are doing when the whole world is coming down on them? You don't make enough money. You're not worth it. You're not smart enough. You're not good enough. We're taking away your opportunity to go to a college or university because it's a part of reparations that you owe us. We should be able to go to colleges and university for free because of who we are and what we have endured in this country since its inception. So how do we then hold beloveds accountable when enough is being done to us and thrown at us? Let's see what Mother Carolyn has to say. Thank you for bringing this to light. As a mother, I grieve with her family as the court of public opinion was so harsh, um, was so harsh from our own community. Yes, it was, Mother Carolyn. Clearly, there was a mental health situation that brought this on. I could only wonder what the family uh, must have been dealing with, so I could not add to their hurt by adding to the court of public opinion. Thank you, Mother Carolyn. Why do we want to add hurt on top of hurt um, and harm on top of harm when, quite frankly, um, you know, we're in a world where people just say, this, this is, I have a cussing spirit on me today and I'm really going to rebuke it. We, we, we have this, we're in this society where we just feel we can just say stuff and not be held to account what 
harm you are causing and realizing that the harm you cause is the harm you are going to experience in one way, shape, or form. So if I judge you and I don't have any facts, I don't know you, I have not experienced your life, that is going to come back to you because someone else is going to do the same to you. If you grow up in a certain way and you're experiencing certain things and struggle, having a struggle, People are going to judge you and then let me know how that feels. Let me know how that feels. Tanisha said, indeed, we have enough that we have to endure. And then we got to endure this from our own mother. Carolyn said she'll cuss for me. Thank you, mother. I feel it. I feel it. I'm, I'm, I'm really, really trying because I want the young people to hear this. Anyway, okay, moving on. Tanisha said, I did, however, laugh at a lot of the memes. <laughs> I would not post them, um, but gosh, some were funny. I'm sorry. Listen, the internet is going to internet, right? And, and I must admit, when they put, what's his name? Just, Jesse, Jesse, whatever, Smolier, whatever, and her picture in verses, yeah, it was quite funny, undefeated. And sometimes you got to find joy in the most um, traumatic, trying times. You got to laugh to keep from crying. You got to laugh to keep your sanity and your well-being. And is, is it right? Well, I don't know. It, it felt right for me, but I, I publicly... Hello, did not comment. That was my private moment. That was my moment to say, oh, the internet is going to internet. And we go to the internet for information, information that might be true, some might not be true. Um, some is, is funny and some is just downright inappropriate. And that's just life, right? Life is full of all of these varying factors, and we are called to respond to those things in a way that is building community, in a way that is forgiving, that is way in a way that is healthy for us, in a way that it does not cause us stress and strife and, and cause us um, ill will or to be unhealthy. We have to think about how we respond to these things and not responding in a way just because this is the way uh, this let nation is is responding. Tanisha said, totally shared in the family group chats, but didn't post it. Yeah, I mean, it's just some things are just not for public consumption, right? Because some people are going to take that to the next level. And the internet, you don't know where whose hands this information is going to fall into and the names that Carly was called to just dehuman she was dehumanized by 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 her own people and and I don't I don't know if her mom was taken into consideration when people posted these things her brother for me um it just caused further harm and I want us to really reflect on how we show up in this world so that we can gain the ability 
to account for the things that we do and we say and the outcomes. That's how we build community. When we have this level of intentionality, we have this level of self-love, we have this level of the ability to discern like, ugh, maybe I shouldn't have said that. Oh, my bad. Or I had the intention to do this, but the outcome caused harm. And that's not what I meant. I did not mean to cause you any harm. Please forgive me. That takes a level of humility. That takes a level of knowing yourself. That takes a level of understanding who you are and whose you are and how you show up in community. It takes a level of discernment, what to say, what not to say, what to say publicly, what to say privately, what to say to your family, what to say to your girls or your boys or whatever, um, to your beloveds, to your friends. Um, you know, it takes all of that. And we are just that brilliant to do it. We are just that loving to do it. We are just that communal to do it. Because we are still here, we are still alive, despite how many times that the nation has tried to erase us and dehumanize us, we are still here. We are still persevering, so we shall not fall prey into the status quo of individualism and dehumanization and oppression and marginalization. We will look to ourselves for our own liberation from disease and being um, disproportionately impacted by disease, disproportionately impacted by mental wellness or the quest for mental wellness. We will not fall victim to um, the disparaging numbers with domestic violence, all of those things, we will look to ourselves for our own liberation. So how dare we then demean and degrade someone and we don't even know the whole story. We must be informed. And how are we informed? Because we trust and build community. And we have these conversations and this dialogue about what it is to be community. Um, oh, hey, Reverend Marcia. Bottomish line, there but by the grace of God. We all got a Tawana Brawley in our extended fans, period. Marcia, you ain't never lie. We all, we all gonna have one, always. It's how we respond. It's how we respond. Tanisha says, um, my not so public opinion was that some of them knew because her daddy was trying not to laugh at the initial press conference, but I'm going to be quiet. Um, I said some of them knew, some were sad and confused. I feel bad for the boyfriend too. They dogged him. Um, I was praying it was a social experiment to see if we would come together as a community, but alas, it wasn't. Keep hope alive. <laughs> you know, sometimes things happen and there are opportunities where we can learn from them, we can grow from them, we can build from them, we can build community together. But my point is, when we talk about accountability, it's the ability to hold into account the things that we do and we say and the outcomes. The accountability comes in owning your stuff 
and owning what you do and what you say and understanding that we are not what they uh, define us to be. We are not uh, individualistic. We are not we are not conforming to these societal ills that take us out of our element. Yes, W.E.B. Du Bois said we have to live in this double consciousness where we're living in our own communal, beautiful, divine, um, black beloved space. And we have to learn how to live in this white, supremacist, racist, individualistic, capitalist um, society. So it's a both and. So how do we then hold ourselves accountable where our own divine prowess then takes precedence over the dehumanizing and demeaning ways of this nation? How do we hold ourselves accountable? How do we um, own this accountability, the ability to account for who we are, knowing who we are, knowing how we show up in this world, and knowing how to build community. Um, one episode, one conversation, one uh, mode of forgiveness, one um, act of empathy and compassion at a time, and it continues to grow and continues to build. So we must learn that we have to be accountable for what we do and what we say. And the womanist way is that we lift as we climb. We teach and learn. Um, or as we learn, we teach. Um, as we continue to grow, we use all the elements around us to grow together. Like I can't grow without water. I can't grow without air. I can't grow without someone tilling the soil. I can't grow. So it takes all of us. It takes a village for us to then learn how to um, incorporate the ability to be a, to account for our actions and to come together as a community so that we can heal and grow together and begin to turn this nation around so that our beloveds are not dying mind, body, and spirit to societal ills that are happening to us. So that's our time. It is 2.35. I want my brother is handing me something for the last couple of minutes and I love gifts. So let's see what we got and it's wrapped so nicely, but I'm about to tear this thing apart. And he said, I need to open it on live. My brother's always giving me gifts, by the way. And I love it. Love it, love it, love it. Oh my gosh. So, if you don't know, my brother uh, is a retired Marine. So, this is the first thing I thought about when I just pulled this out. And it, so, it looks like a, the, a dog tag, like a, you know, the tag. What is it called? A dog. dog tag. So, it has a picture of my mom and dad, who you know are deceased. And it says, a big piece of my heart lives in heaven and i don't know if you can see it but that's it and thank you so much brother 
if we can get it around this hair I'm gonna put it on y'all see my new color of my hair I hope y'all see it yes I got the red the red is popping it is popping for sure so between these nails and this hair, we're going to get this on, I think. My brother ain't coming on camera. He's, oh, he said he'll come and help me. Come say hi. You're fine. You're fine. Y'all going to see my brother live and in person. Hello, everybody. Here's my brother. Say hi, Larry. Hey, family. <laughs> gotcha. Thank you. So now y'all see why I love my brother so much. Mm. Thank you, brother. Love you. I love you. Oh, my gosh. Yes, a piece of heaven. Yes, a big piece of 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 my heart um, lives in heaven. So we speak the names of Edward Eugene Davis Jr. and Rosalie Davis as they continue to be our ancestors and to love us and to keep us and to encourage us to keep doing what we are doing. Um, yeah, the, the tears are coming, but you know, I can't talk and cry. That's one thing I can't sing and cry and I can't talk and cry. So Tanisha said, hello, big brother. I miss you. Mother Carolyn said, hello, brother. And, and Tanisha said, and you didn't cry. I'm so proud of you. And because y'all telling me that y'all proud of me for not crying, of course, I'm going to cry. Um, Odessa said, hello, um, it's been a while, I love you. So what a way to close this episode um, about building community, one womanist episode at a time. This is absolutely beautiful. This is beautiful. This my brother, and I love him so much. Glad y'all can share in this very special moment um, with me and my brother. Um, yeah, so y'all can see him. <laughs> yeah, so I, I love y'all dearly. Thank you for building community one episode at a time and for continuing to be with me and to share in this very special moment with my brother. And you see a shirt, Faith Over Fear. This is how we rock. We we this is this is how we rock. So I love y'all. Um I will see y'all next Tuesday. Thank you for joining Tuesdays with Tawana. I am your host and your curator, Dr. Tad. And hopefully you can take away um something about being accountable and the ability to account for our words, our deeds, and our actions so that we can continue to love one another and build up Black Beloveds and build one community, build community one episode at a time. Later, Beloveds. <laughs>